thank you for joining me for today's Beast Watch News Update. News from the Internet's most comprehensive Bible prophecy news website, BeastWatchNews.com. I'm Kimberly Rogers Brown. The U.S. reported more than 1,000 coronavirus-related deaths on Tuesday for the first time since May 29th, according to the COVID-19 tracking project. Why it matters is deaths from COVID-19 had slowed after months of lockdowns, but they're starting to tick back up again as new infections and hospitalizations continue to surge across the country. The U.S. made it through the spring without realizing one of the experts' worst fears, overwhelming hospitals' capacity to treat infected people. But that fear is re-emerging now as the virus spreads rapidly throughout almost every region of the country. Spain's coronavirus rate has tripled in the last three weeks. Easing of lockdown restrictions is being blamed. A wartime state has been declared in the capital of Xinjiang as authorities implement strict and sweeping measures to stem a spike in coronavirus cases. Since last week, the city of Urumqi has also recorded 50 asymptomatic cases in China. These are not considered confirmed cases under government guidelines. To stop the outbreak, break escalating, authorities are now implementing the so-called Beijing model. On Friday, after Urumqi reported just six new infections in two days, authorities locked down all residential communities in the city of 3.5 million people, banning people from leaving their housing compounds. Shopping malls and hotels were also closed. On Saturday, the Xinjiang government declared that Urumqi had gone into wartime mode. What really is emerging is that after skewing the numbers, perhaps this time people will really get scared. They got more angry than scared last spring over having to lock themselves down. Well, the lockdowns are coming again. The U.S. is now in the throes of becoming like Nazi Germany for traveling. Here is the new sneaky way the U.S. is stopping people from traveling. 31 states are now on the tri-state quarantine list. I'll tell you which states those are in a minute. People coming to the region from those states which are in the midst of viral outbreaks must self-isolate for 14 days. More than half of America is now on the tri-state quarantine list, Governor Andrew Cuomo said on Tuesday as coronavirus continues to surge unabated across the country. Well, so if you're wanting to travel to any one of these states, and let me tell you who they are, they are New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, you have to go into... 14-day quarantine. New Jersey and Connecticut have joined New York in the mandatory quarantines. The travel advisory list includes states that have more than 10 per 100,000 residents testing positive for the virus or more than 10% of tests coming back positive on a seven-day rolling average. Last week, 22 states made that list. Travelers from these states are required to fill out an online form or face fines up to $2,000. We don't have a mechanism to get people who may be driving into the state or passing through the state, New York's Governor Cuomo said. Don't be surprised if out-of-state drivers are pulled over more often and asked to prove they've filled out the required forms. International travel is still possible from the U.S. However, 
There are restrictions depending on which country you are traveling to. So you want to go to the link here on my webpage for more information on wherever it is you are traveling to. Americans are facing international and domestic travel restrictions now. And it may be that Americans will be prevented from all travel as the authorities continue to tighten restrictions. If you've had thoughts of leaving America, it might be prudent to simply pack up and do it now, leaving everything behind. You won't be needing that stuff in the kingdom anyway. Also, I think it is possible that after Mystery Babylon's new normal is established, there will be travel once again for those required documentation. I mean, you've taken the COVID vaccine and you can show your papers. I don't know if the COVID vaccine is the actual mark of the beast or if it is a precursor to taking the mark. The technology for the COVID vaccine and the mark of the beast will be very similar, if not exactly the same. Given that there is a risk that the COVID vaccine will be the mark of the beast, if you're planning on getting out of your country, America, all of Europe, Australia, New Zealand, or wherever you are, wherever you're living, and you want to get to the wilderness specified in Scripture where the woman will be nurtured for 1260 days, now appears to be the most opportune time to move. Israel announced on Monday that its borders will remain closed until September 1st due to the recent surge in virus infections in Israel. The ongoing ban allows only returning Israeli citizens or those who obtain special permission from the Population, Immigration, and Border Authority to enter the country. All those who do arrive are required to self-quarantine for two weeks. According to Mike Adams at Natural News, there's some rather discomforting enforcing of mandatory quarantines. A young couple from Kentucky has reportedly been put under house arrest, ankle bracelets and all, after the wife supposedly tested positive for the Wuhan coronavirus and refused to self-quarantine. Elizabeth Linscott uh, went to get tested before traveling to visit her parents in Michigan. Her test was positive, so authorities told her she needed to agree to self-quarantine for two weeks, which she refused to do. She was also required to sign paperwork agreeing to contact the health department every time she wanted to leave her house. Just a few days later... Law enforcement officers showed up at the Linscott's door. Both Elizabeth and her husband Isaiah were forcibly put into ankle bracelets equipped with tracking devices on them, which alert area officials every time they leave the house. They were also ordered not to leave their home or travel any further than 200 feet from the property line. Well, moral of the story, don't get tested. In Texas, the statesman.com reports that the Hidalgo County officials are ordering residents who test positive for COVID-19 to self-quarantine for 14 days amid surging cases in the Rio Grande Valley and as Texas surpassed 4,000 coronavirus-related deaths on Monday. The order, which went into effect on Monday, says rule violators may be subject to criminal prosecution or civil court proceedings. It's unlikely, however, the county has the authority to take those actions because Governor Greg Abbott has not allowed local leaders to impose such restrictions in the fight against the coronavirus according to this article, and you can review the order by clicking on the link in this article. Now, hear this from the Hidalgo County Judge Richard Richard rather Cortez, that he noted that he has little power to enforce the order. 
He says, I understand that some of the orders that I may put in place tomorrow may not have the enforcement capability that I would require, but you know what? I don't think I'm going to need it. He boasted on Facebook. I believe that you voluntarily are going to do the right thing. Yep, you got it. This arrogant judge believes the threat of this unlawful order will be enough to make Hidalgo County residents comply with the new normal. And it will. Do you know why? Because they will fine people and or throw them in jail. Then that person will have to cough up the money for a bail and a court date, after which... Uh, will come the cost of appeals if the victim is found guilty. And yes, I said victim on purpose. Anyone that a law enforcement authority puts in jail under this illegal health order is actually going to war with a U.S. citizen. And that will make the citizen a victim in the New World Order's war on Americans. And just this morning, California authorities have quarantined an entire apartment building. Mike Adams of Natural News reports that residents of an apartment building in Ventura, California, found themselves prisoners in their own homes as they were locked down in their own apartment building and subjected to mandatory COVID-19 testing and quarantine restrictions. This report says Natural News has acquired a letter that was sent by the property manager to all 78 residents of the seven-story apartment building warning that all residents are ordered to appear at the Palms Community Room to participate in mandatory testing for COVID-19 on July 17, 2020. That was last Friday. The letter further explains, except for essential workers, no one will be able to enter or exit the building during the lockdown. In addition, security personnel will be posted on all entrances of the building 24 hours, 7 days a week, the letter says. All resident card keys will be deactivated during the lockout. In essence, 78 American citizens were imprisoned in their own apartment building in Ventura, California in a Chinese-style medical prisoner crackdown scenario. However, there is more to this story, and it also involves Ventura County, which actually initiated this lockdown. Long story short, This particular lockdown was instigated by Ventura County authorities. So for those of you who are listening in countries other than America, do not think this won't happen in your country. It will. How do I know? Because America's civil war has already traveled around the globe under the auspices of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. You see, the New World Order has realized that COVID-19 is not killing enough people. They need to also stir up other trouble to kill people. So they stirred up Antifa and BLM's race pot with the murder of George Floyd. Then they moved this nonsense to other countries like Israel and the UK, Paris and Berlin, and across the globe to Australia and Japan. The New World Order will go to all-out military conflict against its citizens, if necessary, as long as the global population refuses to cooperate with the new normal. Israel Unwired reports that the riots in Israel are a clear import from America. Yeah, 
Portland, Oregon has become a BLM slash Antifa flashpoint. For almost two months, that city has been in the grip of typical vandalism, chaos, and bedlam. That's the hallmark of the fascist group Antifa, a federally declared terrorist group. They, along with the Democratic-aligned Marxist group Black Lives Matter, have made Portland a hellscape for the law-abiding citizens who live there. This story is now only being covered because President Trump realized local Democratic leadership had no real interest in ending the chaos and sent in federal law enforcement to establish the law and order every American wants and deserves, according to this report from Washington Times. The city is in chaos. People are being hurt and killed. Businesses are being destroyed. President Trump sent in federal troops to regain order in the streets. Trump's move is being called political rather than protective of a city whose Democratic mayor is slacking on the job. Nancy Pelosi describes Trump's federal assistance as nefarious, further feeding the frenzy and... There is war between the protesters and the U.S. government on the streets of Portland. Israel Unwired reports that Antifa and BLM have police on the run in Chicago, Paris, and London. Understand, the U.S. is now at war with its own citizens, and it is probably going to get worse. The truth is that both the Republicans and the Democrats are using this chaos to forward their agendas, and both have communist agendas. Hang in here with me while I explain. The Democrats have a communist agenda that is easily seen in the Antifa and BLM movements. Trump has the agenda of bringing Jerusalem to the forefront as Mystery Babylon. Now, these two things seem to not be connected, but here's the paradox, the thing that doesn't make sense on the surface of it all. You have to understand it by digging down into it. The basis for Mystery Babylon is Judaism, particularly Kabbalistic Judaism, as I said last week. Let's compare the ongoing communist democratic revolution happening now in America and around the westernized world with Russia's Bolshevik revolution. Marxist economics and philosophies were interpreted by Russian Jews as Kabbalistic. It fit their idea of Judaism. So Jews flooded into the Bolshevik revolution. It was truly a Jewish revolution as much as a revolution of the working man. Listen, Karl Marx was born into a Jewish family that converted to Christianity when he was six. They became Lutherans. However, Marx continued to learn Kabbalah at his grandfather's knee. Marxian scholars try to pin Marx in various ways as religious, non-religious, a man with an outlook and heart for the common man, etc. The truth is that Karl Marx fomented one of the worst revolutions in Russian history. Marxist thought and Kabbalism go together. Mystery Babylon, which Trump is working toward, will be communistic in nature, with one small caveat that I will tell you about in a minute. Hang on. In the strange world of Jews, Aaron Shemuel Lieberman, who lived from 1843 to 1880, who is also known as the father of Jewish socialism, was the first to interpret Marx's works through a Jewish prism. Lieberman asserted that 
Kabbalah offered a uniquely Jewish worldview, one that fundamentally differed from the medieval Jewish and Christian philosophers. Lieberman identified Marx's program in biblical and Kabbalistic terms. He believed that Marx's theory of the intelligentsia reflected the Kabbalistic concept of the 36 righteous people and equated communism with a messianic age, though Marx would have vehemently denied any links between his own theory of labor and certain strands of biblical and Kabbalistic traditions that critiqued historical institutions, Lieberman thought otherwise and immediately identified what he believed to be latent affinities between Jewish, Messianic, and Marxist discourses. It is this affinity between communism and Judaism that is the basis of the coming mystery Babylon. So important was Marx's communist economic ideas to the Bolsheviks that he was thought of as another Moses to Russian Jews. Folks, What you must understand about what is going on in America and across the Western world right now is that both the Democrats and the Republicans are leading America into Jewish communism under the auspices of Kabbalah. The only difference between their ideologies from the 19th century to the 21st century is how to get to the new normal. The Democrats are going with Marxian anarchy under the guise of Antifa and BLM. Trump is shooting for Jerusalem as the world's new communist economic power and the new normal. And he is also exerting his Marxist authoritarianism. So what actually is happening is the Democrats are converting America to communism. While Trump works on the global level to convert the whole world to communism under mystery Babylon. The communist agenda is being spread globally through the violence of Marxist Antifa and BLM in other nations where their communistic political parties are protecting Antifa and BLM and those on the opposite side are working with the United Nations and Trump and others to bring this change about. The same scenario is playing out in other nations that is now happening in the U.S. We are having now a global Bolshevik revolution. And as they say here in Jordan, when comparing what looks like two different things, same, 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 same. The Earth's new normal is a communist model with one exception, and this is the caveat I was telling you about. It, this new one, this new Bolshevik revolution, rids the Earth of too many humans. You see, Karl Marx sought to raise the standard of living for the Russian poor. His philosophy, which got out of control to become something he didn't want, was in favor of the worker. Today's communist model favors the rich, the elites, not the workers. This is even more dangerous than the Russian Bolshevik revolution of the 19th century. Furthermore, Antifa and BLM care not for mankind. They care only for the communist agenda, which most of them probably don't even understand, but they are pretending to be defenders of it. The disingenuousness of the Antifa and BLM movements can be seen just by knowing it is passing over one area where blacks are treated horribly. North Africa. 
The global wave of anti-racism protests sparked by the U.S. police killing of George Floyd has barely touched North Africa, despite everyday discrimination in a region with a long slave trading history. Black citizens in Algeria, Morocco, and Tunisia, as well as immigrants from sub-Saharan Africa who come to work, study, or try to reach Europe, say they suffer endemic day-to-day racism. Floyd's death awakened the anger and rage dormant within us, says Fabrice, an undocumented Cameroonian in his 40s who lives in Algiers, adding that it twisted the knife in the wound, but the BLM movement, most observers agree, has not triggered a major debate on racism or police violence against black Africans within the Maghreb region itself. Only Tunis saw a small demonstration in early June of around 200 locals and foreigners at the call of the Association Memti. If this movement really cared about blacks, it would not pass by poor blacks in North Africa. Instead, this movement is about destroying Western culture because Western culture represents the old normal. We are being driven like cattle into the new normal chute. But the Black Lives Matter movement is turning the heat up on South African rugby, hitting out at a glaring lack of diversity in the coaching department. It has prompted SA Rugby President Mark Alexander to admit they had failed to provide opportunities for black coaches, unlike the transformation of the Springboks who won last year's Rugby World Cup in Japan with a team reflecting the Rainbow Nation. South Africa is regarded as a white and racist nation, despite that blacks are now in control of that government and are murdering white farmers with impunity. South Africa is also considered to be a Western nation because of its population's European ancestry. But speaking of rainbows... BLM and LGBTQ are marrying, pun intended. MetropolisJapan.com says, While the movement is currently amplifying the voices of black people globally, there's another fight within the movement people aren't seeing. The fight for black queer slash LGBTQ lives and BLM wouldn't exist without queer and transgender women of color at the forefront. Black trans women are the most targeted identity when it comes to police violence, said one black female queer lesbian abominator in an interview. Their average life expectancy is 35. That is not okay, she said. Well, I say, repent. You will live longer. Be aware that it's not even black-on-white violence that is growing, but all violence. When politicians allow rioting, looting, and threatening police without punishing the lawbreakers, yet arrest women for spilling paint on Black Lives Matter graffiti, this is the result. The public gets the message. It's not about law and order. It's about one's ideology. And there's another clue. This is not about black lives. It's about a bunch of New World Order white guys like Soros and the Obamas, the U.S. Democrats and Trump that do nothing but foment chaos so America and the other Western nations can burn. It's about these New World Order white men using black people for their false flag orchestration to destroy the old normal 
and getting the global population to the new normal, these poor blind black folks and the other lighter skinned people with them are being used and they don't even know it. Now let's look at whether or not COVID is a hoax. I have continually reported that the COVID numbers are being cooked. MSN is reporting that the Connecticut Department of Public Health Laboratory uncovered a flaw in one of the testing systems it uses to test for SARS-CoV-2. Um, it said that 90 people who received positive COVID-19 test results did not have the virus, and 90 of 144 people tested between June 15th and July 17th received a false positive COVID test report. Even more alarming, the State Department of Health said the flawed numbers came from a widely used laboratory testing platform that the state laboratory started using on June 15. Connecticut said adjustments have been made to ensure the accuracy of future tests. Last week, it was Florida that got caught. This week, it's Connecticut. And Connecticut is one of those three states restricting travel into their state from 31 other states. The numbers are being skewed to raise alarm for the purpose of continuing toward another lockdown, an unnecessary lockdown. But some people are saying COVID is a hoax. And I understand why they are saying that, but we need to be more precise in our understanding of it. COVID is not a hoax. Instead, let's understand that it is manufactured, a false flag, a man-made, created, orchestrated, and very real event. No one would say 9-11 was a hoax. But it was a false flag to start the world on the path toward this new normal that we are now running headlong into. A a hoax is a deception. There is no deception about the consequences of this virus. COVID is very real. And very real people are dying from its impact, from the worsening of chronic diseases already present in their bodies. This week, a video by Dr. Carrie Maddage is going viral because it exposes the true nature of the genetically engineered purpose of the coming coronavirus vaccines. She describes the genetic changes that will be made to humans who take the vaccine, but underneath the layers of her information lies the purpose of the vaccine. What is its purpose? This is going to sound strange to you, Possibly, but listen to me, I'm going to explain this. They are trying to create a hybrid race of demon humans, such as existed in the days of Noah, called Nephilim. I have written about this before and exposed that Judaism's Talmud clearly points to the coming Antichrist as a Nephilim, and if you're going to be In his image, you also will be a Nephilim. Dr. Maddage also raises the fact that when you take the vaccine, you will become a product of the New World Order because you will now have become a GMO, a genetically modified organism. Think about this. You will no longer be a human, but a genetically modified entity owned by a corporation because you allowed them to put into your body a vaccine with an ingredient that can modify your DNA. And I am adding here that your product code, your personal barcode, you know, you know, the barcodes that they scan at the register, that product code will come from the RFID tracking number on your vaccine dose. Dr. Maddage has done an 
excellent job of explaining the what of the coming vaccine, even explaining how living humans will experience DNA changes. However, she did not explain the why. It isn't about money or even power. It's about creating a new transhuman race of beings whose souls cannot be saved by Yahweh. The truth is, scientists are doing Satan's work of creating a race of Nephilim, half human, half demon, whose souls cannot be saved. That is why taking this vaccines means you may have taken the mark of the beast. You will become not merely a product of the big pharma companies, as Dr. Maddage says, but a beast, not human. Beasts do not have redeemable souls. Only the human soul is redeemable. Revelation 14.9 says of these non-human souls, Another angel, a third, followed them, saying with a great voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead or in his hand, he also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is prepared unmixed in the cup of his anger. He will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. The smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night, those who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. The mark of his name, the name actually is uh, another way of saying authority. I'm going to go off script here. Yahweh's name, his name, we call on his name. His name is his authority, you see. Yahweh is his king name. Let me just add this. Up until Exodus chapter 10, the children of Israel were called Hebrews. Then after chapter 10, they were never ever called Hebrews again in the scripture. They were called Israelites. But it was because they were getting ready to have their king make a nation with them. And that's why Yahweh made his name known to them through Moses. Yahweh's name is associated with Moses' law and the creation of the nation of Israel. So Yahweh's king name is Yahweh. (laughs) And before that, he was, you know, Elohim and El Shaddai and other things. But Yahweh is the name of his authority. The reason for Yahweh not being able to forgive those who take the mark of the beast is twofold. Now I'm back on the script. First, that person will have married Satan, meaning there will be a covenant with Satan, you know, between the people and Satan. And Yeshua will not be coming to forgive people for it this time. He or she will not be in an unbreakable covenant. But second, he or she will now be a Satan-created beast whose soul is part demon. The demons are doomed to enter into and be tormented in the lake of fire. Remember Yeshua's words about the days of Noah? The days of Noah were all about Nephilim. Satan had created a race of beings through his demons having sexual relations with human women. Now the demons, who by the way are also those beings we call extraterrestrials or aliens, there are no benevolent extraterrestrials or aliens, are being are using rather technological breeding programs and have successfully introduced genetic altering technology to human science and medicine. The thing is that a Nephilim spirit slash soul cannot be destroyed. 
Nephilim bodies were destroyed in the flood, but their souls remained. We now call them demons. If you have not read my article about the Antichrist being a Nephilim, you can click on the link and read it here. This is where I quote from the Jewish Talmud. In Judaism's own words, it has been revealed that the Jewish Antichrist is expected to be part demon, part human, a Nephilim. Scientists are doing Satan's work of making man in Satan's image. Now, let's go to this Dr. Mercola article that reveals that wearing masks does not prevent aerosol particles from coming out or going in. You're not helping the people around you, he says, by wearing a mask, and you're not even helping yourself avoid the disease by wearing a mask. Infectious viral respiratory diseases primarily spread via very fine aerosol particles that are in suspension in the air. Any mask that allows you to breathe, therefore, allows for transmission of aerosolized viruses. And another of his articles further validates what we already know, which is that this virus is man-made. The article says Nobel laureate Luc-Antoine Montagnier said on French media that COVID-19 was man-made contains elements of HIV and a parasite that causes malaria. So now, if ever, getting chipped could be appealing. It may be that Elon Musk has arrived at an answer to get people to stand in line for the RFID barcode and DNA-altering vaccine. His new Neuralink chip will allow people to listen to music directly to the brain. Oh, yay. Responding to computer scientist Austin Howard, Mr. Musk confirmed that Neuralink's technology would allow people to listen to music directly from our chips. He also said that Neuralink could help control hormone levels and use them for our advantage, you know, to enhance abilities and reasoning and relieve and anxiety and so forth. Did they also say the chips could be used by nefarious governments controlled by Nephilim antichrists and other demons to send subliminal and other messages directly to your brain? No. Why not? Well, think about it from their side. That would be stupid. Speaking at the 2019 event, Mr. Musk said the firm was working on a sewing machine-like device that would provide a direct connection between a computer and a chip inserted within the brain. Oh, huh, forehead. The technology will first be used to help people suffering from brain diseases like Parkinson's. But the ultimate aim of Neuralink is to allow humans to compete with advanced artificial intelligence, he said. The process of having the chip fitted will be similar to LASIK laser eye surgery. One part of it will involve a neurosurgical robot which fits flexible threads into the brain connected to a tiny implantable computer chip. A research paper detailing the device claims that a single USB-C cable will provide full bandwidth data streaming to the brain. Mr. Musk hinted that Neuralink's chip will be able to cure depression and addiction by retraining the parts of the brain responsible for these afflictions. Trials have already been carried out on animals, and human trials were originally scheduled to take place this year, though details are yet to be made public. More information is set to be announced on 28 August. Huh. A new announcement about a wonderful new health RFID chip for your brain that will make your life so wonderful, announced right in the middle of the second coronavirus wave. Hmm. 
no planning or forethought by the useless elites there. And now more news about the coming Jewish Messiah. One rabbi is now saying that on Yom Kippur 2021, that's next year, the Messiah will reveal himself and then disappear. The rabbi then sources the Talmud, revealing that in the end of the Jubilee year, the Messiah will reemerge again on Yom Kippur 2022, which falls on October 4 and 5. Well, I guess that rabbi doesn't know that Israel has already had its jubilee in 2017 and 18, which is why Jerusalem has been having turmoil and trouble. Or perhaps what we are being told is that the true biblical last jubilee begins at Yom Kippur 2021 and will end at Yom Kippur 2022. If that happens, start counting the years until Yeshua returns. And now, COVID as war cover. Tell me something. What do you think people will focus on now in these end times? The pestilence or the wars and rumors of wars? Well, on the war fronts, Israel and Iran are duking it out, or should I say Israel keeps whopping Iran, and Iran is just laying on the ropes. Israel raised its alert level on the Lebanese border this week, and so did Lebanon, after Israel killed a Hezbollah leader in Syria in another strike on Damascus. There was another explosion at an Iranian power station on July 19th, and in the U.S., the U.S. has ordered the Chinese embassy to close in an uptick of tensions between the two nations. A Chinese official at the consulate in Houston called the move outrageous and unjustified and said it will sabotage relations between the two countries. The unilateral closure of China's consulate general in Houston within a short period of time is an unprecedented escalation of its recent actions against China, Wang said at a daily news briefing. Besides its embassy in Beijing, the U.S. has five consulates in mainland China, according to its website. They're in Shanghai, Guangzhou, Zhengdu, Wuhan, and Shenyan. The U.S. said in a brief statement that the consulate was ordered closed to protect American intellectual property and America's private information, but it did not provide any details. The move comes after China bailed out Iran with their new trade and military treaty. But there is another reason for this closure. According to one news report, China has been arming BLM. U.S. Customs and Border Protection had interdicted and seized a shipment of over 10,000 full auto-upgrade parts that convert semi-auto rifles into full auto weapons of war. According to the CBP announcement from the June, from June 26th, rather, the shipment originated in Shenzhen, China, and was destined for a residence in Melbourne, Florida. Inside the shipment was over 10,000 small machine parts that function as full auto drop-in upgrades for AR-15s. Media reports in Houston said that authorities had responded to reports of a fire at the Chinese consulate. Witnesses said that people were burning paper in what appeared to be trash cans. Well, you know, the burning and destruction of documents is a foreboding sign that the U.S. and China could soon be at war. This is what embassies do when there's going to be the outbreak of a military event. At the very least, relations, or what there were of relations, between the U.S. and China are souring. That's the way the New World Order wants to make it appear. I'm revealing all kinds of illusions from behind the curtain this week. Yeshua said, there will be wars. 
He also said there will be rumors of wars. Now I have come to believe, and this is my opinion, that Yeshua may have been providing us a clue about the nature of the wars coming. It is possible in my mind that the rumors of war are actually Yeshua telling us that the wars will be false flags, manufactured events. That's why I disagree with this report of China arming BLM from Mike Adams that says Natural News was able to determine that this operation was part of an attempt by communist China to destabilize the United States by arming Antifa and Black Lives Matter terrorists. Again, do you remember the false flag of 9-11? The U.S., was in cahoots with the people, Saudi Arabia, that hired the men who killed over 3,000 Americans. Remember that? And I just told you that the the communist Democrats and the Republicans are on the same Marxist page, right? Unfortunately, people who do not have the kingdom of Yeshua perspective often do not see that the beasts, you know, the UN, the Judeo-Christian beast, and even the Islamic beast, are in collusion with each other. They are bringing change to this earth in a swift and chaotic manner, like nothing that has ever been seen before. That is why we see the beasts cooperating with each other in Revelation until it is time for the Islamic beast to destroy the mystery Babylon, the whore. So, sorry, Mike Adams, I don't buy that this is unknown to the U.S. State Department or even to President Trump. The U.S. has been trafficking arms, drugs, and technology into and out of other countries for decades to make it appear to the U.S. public that there is some kind of war going on between the nations. The reality is that the U.S. has been doping up its own people and arming them to the teeth to get them to kill each other for decades. But the U.S. needs a fall guy for this round of arms shipments to BLM, which was created by the deep state, which Trump is part of. Do not be fooled. This is all being orchestrated for the larger purpose of bringing in the new normal, out with the old and in with the new. COVID restrictions are strengthening, not easing. The U.S. is at war internally and likely to be at war externally soon. And so keep your eyes on Yeshua and keep his promises in mind about his return. That's it for this Beast Watch News update. This is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off. Click over to BeastWatchNews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of days Bible prophecy.